podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. We are in partnership with Blades Belong on Your Feet, the charity fighting knife crime with ice skating all over the UK. And we are in partnership with the Hockey Art Co. Hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best, hated by the rest. Listeners to Zero Pucks Given get a 10% discount site-wide at hockeyartco.co.uk. Just enter the code ZP10 upon checkout to get your discount. Now, this is episode 47. We've got match reports from all the past weekend's Britain fixtures and those exclusive coaches' thoughts from the games as well. Unfortunately, there is no guest this week as my dog ended up in the vets. She's all good, thank you to people that have asked, but collecting my dog from the vets meant I missed my time slot with Will Polston. And anyone that knows Will knows how busy he is. But fear not, we have rebooked and Mr. Polston will be joining me on ZPG in late November. So let's get those match reports and drop the puck on Saturday night down in Gosport as the Chieftains headed down to face the Devils. A fairly even start at the Devils' cauldron, a sight in the Chieftains' net as Jordan Lorde has a one-game suspension. Welshman and former Basingstoke Bison netminder Dan Weller-Evans stepped in to cover for the Chiefs. Both teams had early chances, but it took until the 10th minute to get the first goal as Grant Bartlett went unassisted on 9-16 at the second attempt to make it 1-0. It was two shortly after when good defensive work from Pickering got the puck to Barnes-Garner, who slipped in Damon Porter, who finished brilliantly inside the near post on 9.51. A few minutes later, the Chieftains scored again, and after hard work by Lack forced the puck into the point for Sasha Moltsev, he beautifully fed the puck backstick for Kieran Rayner, who slipped home for 3-0 on 13.05. Straight from the restart, tough play in the neutral zone by the Bartlett boys ended with the puck in the possession of James Pentecost who had ghosted in past the Devils' defence and made it 4-0 on 13.32. The Devils called a timeout, swapped netminders and looked to try and consolidate after a few minutes that had left their heads spinning. After the restart, Cam Bartlett took two for roughing on 14.39 and straight from the face-off a power play goal from Coleman on 14.45, Lackey and Osman on the apples to make it 4-1. Less than a minute later and great work from Bulldog and Barnes-Garner saw Porter get his second on 15.18 to make it 5-1. The Devils would start the second on a short penalty kill after Captain Alex Cole got two for delay of game on 18.29. Into the second and after killing the penalty, the Devils found themselves further behind when lovely work by Moltsev found Porter, who ripped an unstoppable wrist shot from the left circle for his hat-trick and 6-1 on 23.07. A great performance on his first appearance at this rink. We would have loved to see his face when he first walked in. Not many rinks like the infamous Planet Ice Gosport in American college hockey. Shortly after the goal, the visitors had another power play opportunity after Necrosivicius sat for two on 24-54 and has happened so often from offensive face-offs at the Cauldron, a goal almost instantly after Pentecost wins the face-off while he bulldog sniped in on 24-57 for 7-1. As the Chieftains continue to push to increase their lead further after Fillery, Terence Fillery, and Sasha Moltsev sent Alan Lack on the breakaway, 
and he patiently waited for the goalie to show his cards and slipped through the five hole for 8-1 on 31-31. The Devils then seemed to bring a higher level of energy to their visitors and began to claw their way back into the game. Firstly, Alex Murray from close, close range after neat work by Liam Coleman on 34 flat made it 8-2. A couple of minutes later, Coleman turned goal scorer on the rebound after Osmond's shot was brilliantly pad saved by Weller Evans on 36-29 for 8-3. And before the period was up, Murray got himself on the score sheet again, assisted by Russell and Coleman on 39.01. So 8-4, two exhilarating periods of hockey down, one to go. Into the third and the first 10 minutes saw both sides effectively take a breather and swap some penalties. Perella Fox and Murray for the Devils, Cam Bartlett for the Chieftains. Dan Lackey took two for delay a game on 50-14 and straight from the face-off, a goal-mouth scramble ended with Sasha Maltsev just squeezing the puck over the line, assisted by Ethan Reed and Ollie Bulldog on 50-31. Two minutes later, the Chieftains got two for too many men on 52-32 and managed to kill the penalty off, but as soon as the visitors returned to full strength, excellent work again from Coleman fed Dan Lackey to smash home for Solent, making it 9-5 on 54-40. The last few minutes saw a bit of entertainment as Pickering and Llewellyn dropping gloves and heading to centre ice. Neither in particularly sure footing, sure footing, but a little fist pump between the two on their way to the box is always good to see. After the 9-5 result, man of the matches to Porter and Coleman, Alex Murray gave me his thoughts on this exciting game. Yeah, naturally disappointed with our result on the weekend. First of all, credit to Chancellor, I thought, played an excellent game offensively and... Uh, Defensively as well, they were pretty sound. Um, we kind of know that they're an offensive-minded team that are very opportunistic and like to break quickly. And even though we discussed that at great length, we we were unable to kind of stop that in the first when they raced into a pretty early lead. And I think games that like Gosport sometimes can go that way. You know, you could you could have five shots and be two, three up in the first ten minutes. And I think that's what happened against Chalmo. They we were pretty even in that first 10, 15 minutes, yet we found ourselves 4-0 down. So, you know, not something that's uncommon, but but again, not something that happens very often. And the team were a little shell-shocked. And we did rally, you know, to an extent. But I think Chelmsford were, on the whole, in, in control of that game and at one stage had a commanding lead. But uh, credit to the guys for at least showing that resilience to bounce back and, you know, get some, get some goals back on the board and make that a little bit more respectable. And, you know, we got a... We've got a lot of reflection to do after that game and I think one of those is, you know, you know, our leadership and our accountability on the ice and making sure that we are the team that we always have been, which has been a you know, close, cohesive unit that all work and buy in together. And I think it's just about guys finding their, their right roles and us finding those right lineups where we've been such a close group for so long. We just gotta get back at it and uh we'll hope we get a, a great chance to get a chance for this weekend now and make amends and, and hopefully get some things right in practice Thursday and, and implement them in the game on on the weekend at Chelmsford and, and hopefully pick up. Slough Jets versus Milton Keynes Thunder then. The Thunder arrived at the hangar incredibly short benched, barely two and a half lines. MK Lightning taking their pick from their South One counterparts. The Jets made their visitors pay early as Roman Cathcart and Hemmings Mayer assisted Dylan Holliker for 1-0 on just 139. The side swap penalties and on the Jets' power play, Sebi Moore made it 2-0 on 14-25, assisted by Christian Moore and Jacob Minter. The first finish that way, the Thunder's 11 skaters holding relatively strong. Into the second and the Thunder killed off an early penalty and had a chance themselves on 26-32 when Lindgren sat for two for tripping. 
but the Jets managed to steal in and nick a shorty when Seb Moore assisted Jack Goodchild for 3-0 on 27-12, shorthanded goal. History repeated itself after Lingren took two for interference on 32-51, and again Sebi Moore released Jack Goodchild, and he bagged the second shorty of the night, making it 4-0. On 33-06, on, 4-0 on 33-06. Truly a disappointment for MK conceding two shorthanded goals. As the second period drew to a close, Jets finished strong and made it 5-0, even-handed through Sebi Moore, assisted by Clark on 38-39. Into the third, and Thunder's lack of numbers was beginning to show as Lindgren stole in to make it 6-0 on 45-23. Penalty swapped, but not till the last three minutes did we get some more goals. By this point, the short bench Thunder side had been drained and conceded again on 57-01, as Ty Cathcart and Ollie Hemmings-Mayer assisted Roman Cathcart for 7-0. Seconds after the restart, Jack Goodchild, in incredible form, netted yet another hat-trick for 8-0, assisted by Lindgren on 57-40. Straight from that restart, the Jets put the Thunder out of their misery when Seb Moore and Lindgren assisted Christian Moore for 9-0 on 58 flat. A shutout for Massey, a man of the match for Sebi Moore, and a trip to Chelmsford in search of another four-point weekend. Streatham Redhawks against Oxford City Stars to the high road in Streatham and finally a return to the ice for Painters Boys after two weeks off and they're back with a double header against the Oxford City Stars. Themselves looking to get their first points on the board and now missing Darcy Flanagan for 10 games have a tough task facing the reigning champs and it got even harder on just 60 seconds when Sam Waller went unassisted on one minute flat for 1-0. Both sides continued to create chances but the Nessies were on top. On 12.30, Hatfield and Pitchley decided to go toe-to-toe and both ended up sitting for five, one missing a jersey there as well. Briggs was causing problems for Oxford, but Miller was holding very strong until Martin and Inglesby assisted Toombs on 16.21 to make it 2-0. Into the second and both sides continued to make good chances, but neither were able to capitalise. Briggs and Burnett with the best for Streatham, Williams and Hullaby for the visitors. Into the third and Miller's inspired form continued as the Streatham forwards were constantly frustrated until 49-36 when Miles and Beasley assisted Brittle for 3-0. Streatham got a power play opportunity when Cook sat for two for tripping and in the power play Streatham sealed the victory when Josh Ely Newman fired home assisted by Waller and Painter. A few more chances and an accidental clash left Callum Burnett with a wound that required some, uh, some work and an ice clean but 4-0 it stayed. Shut out for Milton, man of the matches for Josh Oliver and Preston Toombs, and it's all up to the Oxpens for the Sunday night return. Oxford City Stars against Streatham Redhawks, another packed crowd at the Oxpens, another home start for Petacek, and the first period brought the crowd a lot of entertainment as both sides went pedal to the metal to gain the impetus in this fixture. Gregory in nets for Streatham was pulling off some fine saves. The game was fairly even going into the final stages of the first period, but on 19:47, Dylan Hullaby fed Bailey high pitcher in front of the Streatham goal, and he slipped home for 1-0. Into the second, and the Stars started on a 5-on-3 power play after Miles and Josh Ely Newman sat for two for slashing and roughing respectfully, and used their advantage brilliantly, doubling their lead through Matt Lauday after some terrific stick work by Mitchell put him in versus Gregory, 2-0 on 21-44. Shortly after and now even-handed, the champs pulled one back when Martin and Ben Painter assisted Danny Inglesby to make it 2-1 on 24-55. 
Both sides swapped penalties, but when Warman got two for interference on 36-40, the Stars' power play unit struck again. The Hullaby winning the face-off made a nuisance of himself in front of the goal, and Matt Lorde bundled in from close range to make it 3-1 in the 37th minute. Into the third, and the Stars started on the penalty kill, calling on Petr Cech to save their skins once or twice, the iron also coming to the Stars' rescue. But Streatham's never-say-die attitude bore fruit on 54-56 when Beasley netted, assisted by Brittle and Hill, to make it 3-2. Nerves now kicking in for the home side. Some desperate play and some times where the Stars were icing the puck. But after the fi- into the final 60 and Streatham pulled the netty but couldn't force an equaliser and the game finished 3-2 to the Stars. After the game, Simon Anderson gave me his thoughts on their weekend and getting their first points on the board. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a really tough weekend, you know, a doubleheader with Stratham. Um, you know, we haven't fared too well in there in the past. You know, we've been beaten quite heavily. And, um, you know, we were going in there with, you know, not trepidation, but, you know, I think we were going in there ready. Um, I felt that we had a good practice the, the, the week before. And um, we played really well against Solent, you know, so we were in there with a game plan. Um, we were 1-0 down pretty early on, and um, we sort of feared the worst. But fair play to the boys, you know, they dug in. Um kept it close um, and we tweaked a few things as the game went on and we seemed to sort of grow back into the game. Our second period was really, really good. Um, we've, we've stood a lot of heavy pressure um, and drew the period 0-0. Um, and in the third period, we tweaked the system a little bit and, uh, you know, we couldn't quite put the puck in the net. It's been a story of our season so far. And, uh, you know, had we had done that, you know, it was a closer game. But, you know, 4-0 is, was never, ever anything to be too concerned about. You know, we've been beaten heavily in there before. And, um, you know, it, it gave us a little bit of confidence going into Sunday. Um, and the sort of tweak we'd done in the third period, we started with it, um, went over it before the game on Sunday. And, you know, it, it just it just worked, you know. We sort of clogged the middle of the ice up and made it really difficult for Stratton to get their, their passing game going and come through the neutral zone with speed. We had numbers above the park and, yeah, it seemed to, seemed to work, you know. And the boys were just... Was, outstanding you know they've gone through a lot in the last few weeks having me having a go at them quite a bit in practice and because i know they they've got more to give um and you know, yesterday they gave it and we got the reward with the, with the win you know and um you know it was just just a great feeling uh, and the boys deserve that so much uh, we scored at real crucial times our um special teams were just on fire our penalty kill was excellent and it has been excellent all season so far um our power play clicked and um Petr Cech was just, you know, outstanding in net, you know, and you need that when you play against good teams, you know. You can always beat good teams if you've got good structure, put your opportunities away and um, get good goaltending, and that's what we got. And um, now I just want the boys to build on it. You know, there's no good going into, you know, London or Romford or whatever on, on the weekend and getting beat because it'll look like Streatham just had a, a night off. Um, I want us to win um, this weekend, and then we can be a team that's going to be feared for the rest of the year, you know. Um so, yeah, just really delighted as a coach and I'm really proud of my players. Um, and we just got to build on it from now. Um, I just want to give a last sort of shout-out to Shannon Taylor, my assistant coach, who's been working on the special teams. Uh, they've been absolutely fantastic, the special teams, and uh, they certainly won us that game. So shout-out to Shannon there. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue to work and hopefully get better and uh, move up the standings. After sharing the spoils of the weekend, a resolute Ben Painter also gave his thoughts to ZPG. Um... Yeah, we went into into the game on the Saturday, Oxford at home, um, which I was a little bit worried about going into it. We were we had, we'd had just two full weekends off. Oxford had been sort of 
they've been they've been busy in the summer. Um, I think they've they've recruited quite well, um, but unfortunately weren't getting the results before this weekend. So it was one of them things that you know what the hockey gods speak sometimes. And two weekends off playing a team that have been going up against it and go it seems to be seems to be battling along is is always a bit of a worry. But we started great. We had a great sort of a great first five minutes. Um, and and started the game well and and we I feel like we we really did dominate the entire game on the, on the Saturday we we probably had the puck for I don't know maybe over eighty percent of the time eighty percent of the game didn't give off many odd man rushes and and just really sort of dominated um, dominated the game although although it was only a, a four 0 win we I feel like we if you, if you were at the game watching the game it was we we dominated from start to finish. Um, and then going into the Sunday, double header of Oxford again. Sorry, um, and we went into the Sunday away. I think we maybe maybe sort of underestimated what what they were going to bring. Um, it's a different game on their ice, smaller rink. Um, they got a good good home crowds at the moment, and I think we got, got sort of looked at our Saturday performance and thought we might have an easy easy night. Um, and unfortunately, we yeah, Oxford were a different team. They came out hard. They played well made it difficult for us to to sort of move the park and get into our flow a little bit and and they and they they were clinical when it when it mattered so yeah we 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 weren't very uh weren't very pleased with the, with the result on the sunday and we we know that these are the games we should be winning and we should be we should be taking maximum points out of weekends and we just i think maybe the the two weekends off didn't help this early in the year and we just need to find a way to make sure we're ready to go Saturday and Sunday on these double headers and 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 secure secure all the points on the table and take nothing away from Oxford that they they played a great game and they they worked worked their worked their bags off and and forced us to to make mistakes and not find our flow but at the same time we were we were nowhere near our best and and we know we need to be better. The final game of the weekend saw the Slough Jets head to Chelmsford to take on the Chieftains, both sides in search of the four point weekend. And as is the norm with these two teams, it did not disappoint. The visitors came out all engines firing and took the lead on 148 through captain Connor Redmond, assisted by Seb Moore. Redmond later took a penalty for hooking on 521 and the Chieftains' impressive power play team got themselves level after great work from Pentecost and Bulldog found Sasha Maltsev at the back post, who struck past Massey at the second attempt for 1-1 at 549. The period remained competitive but cagey until late in the first when Dan Hitchings released James Pentecost down the Chieftain's right and from the circles he smashed past Massey for 2-1 on 1952. Into the second and Slough came firing back, equalising through Sebi Moore, assisted by Goodchild on 24-41. The hooking penalty for Cathcart on 28-49 saw the Chieftain's power play unit out again and again it found success as Lax slid the puck into Grant Bartlett who smashed home for 3-2 on 30-33. Shortly after that, Grant Bartlett went in assisted by Pickering to extend the lead to 4-2 on 32-31. As the second drew to a close, the Jets pulled through the clouds again and the Holy Trinity got them back into the game as Goodchild and Moore assisted Sebi Moore for 4-3 on 37-19. Into the third and an early penalty for Slough saw Ty Ty Cathcart sit for two for slashing and yes again, Chelmsford's power play came up trumps. This time, great work from Porter and Reed saw the puck with Alan Lack who fired home from the blue line for 5-3 on 44-02. On 49-55, Bartlett took the only penalty of the game for the Chieftains, and the penalty kill could not emulate the excess of their offensive counterparts as Goodchild and Minter laid on Ollie Hemmings-Mayer for 5-4 at 50-29. Shortly after that, it was a tied game as Jack Goodchild went unassisted on 53-36. 
The home side tried to force their way back in, but the high-energy Jets were forcing the play all over the ice and took the lead when Lindgren went unassisted on 54-23. The home side pushing for an equaliser eventually left gaps that were exposed by the hungry and fast forwards at Slough's disposal, and they put the game to bed when Sebi Moore assisted Jack Goodchild for 5-7 on 59-23. A great performance from Slough over the weekend, the Chieftains showing their prowess on the power play, but Lewis Clifford will be keen to work on the issues, be it fitness, mental or physical. Player of the week then for the Britain division. There were some great games, a couple of netty shutouts as well, but it was between two players that got a four-point weekend and just edging out his teammate Jack Goodchild is Sebi Moore. Five goals, four assists. Zero pucks given Britain division player of the week, Sebi Moore. Fixtures for this weekend coming then. Just the one Saturday game as the top two, the two informed teams go head-to-head as the Stratton Redhawks head to the hangar to take on the Slough Jets. What a game that will be. The Sunday gives us a full programme as the Chelmsford Chieftains host the Solent Devils at the Riverside. The Slough will head up the M1 to the Thunderdome to take on the Milton Keynes Thunder. Rumford Buccaneers host the Oxford City Stars. And finally, Stratton Redhawks top off a tough weekend's work as they welcome Invicta Dynamos. Another cracking weekend of hockey ahead for us all. There will be a bonus episode out later this week as I'm joined by Faye Andrews and Lucy Spalton as we discuss all things women's ice hockey. Be sure not to miss that one. The women's game is growing so fast and the accessibility of it is only going to help the game grow as a whole. So get behind it and check out that episode later this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you are joining us on YouTube, I hope you enjoyed the goals we were able to bring you. Thank you to Zara, Julie and the Oxford City Stars for providing those. Thank you to Planet Ice Gosport for their lovely welcome on Saturday night. And thank you once again for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please share it onto your story, retweet it, get it out there so as many people as possible can listen to it. That's it for this episode and I will see you next time. Podcast Network.